0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the Blog Cabin to chat about life. I'm Melissa, your host. Today, I'm chatting with the author, Philip Moser. He is actually, it's actually a really incredible story. Let me give you a little background. Brittany Moser was a young, happy-go-lucky flight attendant soaring high above reality when an incurable disease suddenly brought her down to earth. Rather than buckle under the weight of her fears, she chose to be fearless and embarked upon the adventures of a lifetime with her best friend, her father. Free and fearless, the amazing impact of one's precious life is Brittany's unforgettable story as told by her father, Philip Mazier. So I am very, very excited that Philip agreed to join me in chats from the blog cabin to talk about his daughter, his book, possibly it's possibly in the hands of Hollywood at this moment listen in and find out who he would like to play his daughter and himself and you know what i need you to do right now that's right start listening
1: is that look okay behind me
0: guys welcome back to chats from the blog cabin i am joined today by the author of free and fearless and this book guys if you read one book this whole during covid read this book this book is absolutely amazing and i knew i needed to have you on after i read this book because it reminded me of my relationship with my dad so phil why don't you introduce yourself a little bit
1: um I'm just your average, ordinary guy. I grew up on a farm in Midwest and uh, got married to the love of my life, Marilyn Wells. And we moved to Hamilton, Indiana and raised two amazing daughters. And our oldest one is married and she has two boys. And she's a graphic designer. And our youngest one, and that's who we'll be talking about today, was Brittany. Uh, She was very adventurous, I guess you could say. She was extremely talented, education, she was an athlete, and she just um, loved life and exploring and and living life to the fullest, I guess is the best way you could put it. Uh, she was a very adventurous. She graduated from college with a video production degree with the goal of making movies in Hollywood. And so that's a very difficult thing to do. And so um, she, you either have to know somebody or uh, have some really good experience to get into Hollywood and so she graduated in 2008, which is a really bad time to be getting a job. And she, um, her best friend told her about Colorado, thought she might like Colorado. And so in 2010, we moved her to Colorado and she found a guy that did video production. And uh, she learned a lot and really made great videos. Most of them were um, wedding videos they did mostly wedding and they did other special events too and so she did that for a couple of years and um she was very adventurous and she had a hard time uh, working at a computer all day long and um so she wanted to see the world and so she got a job as a flight attendant and so uh she started flying she got two offers as a flight attendant and she started um she took the offer that she felt the most comfortable with skywest airlines and so she went through the training and passed and she started flying and she started um Flying all over the place, mostly in the western United States, and then um, she started getting nauseated on the flights, and couldn't figure out exactly what it was. It just seemed like your your motion sickness or the, uh, and so um, she finally got to be every flight, and so she went to a doctor to figure out what was the matter. And they diagnosed her with a rare disease called Hashimoto's disease. Mm. And uh, it's an autoimmune disorder and flying was not the job for her. Mm. And so uh, she uh, got a job in Denver. She was living in Denver. And so uh, she messaged me one day and says, dad, I got this bucket list of adventures I'd like to do. And you're my best friend, would you go with me? And so I was honored. She was almost 30 years old and Mm -hmm. still wanted to spend time with her dad. And so I says, yes, absolutely I'll go. And so um, we, Every vacation I got, I'd fly out to Denver and we'd work on our list. And there there was – she was used to flying. And so a lot of the adventures were natural beauty mm-hmm. and uh, off – a lot of them were off the beaten path, not, not normal type of things. They were all kinds of things. Some were physical demanding and others were not. And so uh, in two years, we completed 13 of them. And so um, she started getting sick again on on one of the last ones we were on. She started getting sick. She didn't want to do any more. She wanted to go back to Denver. And so I says, okay, all right, we'll do that. And then It was about a month or so afterward, she got extremely sick and she had to go to the emergency room. Mm -hmm. And so uh, she had a boyfriend at the time. She was uh, scared of actually being alone at this point. And she had a boyfriend and they couldn't find anything wrong with her. They checked everything out they couldn't find anything that she wasn't already uh um managing and so they just sent her home and she continued to get so bad and sick that she couldn't even walk she couldn't even get out of bed And at that point i told her i says you have to get some help and so um she was so weak that her boyfriend had to carry her into the emergency room mm. and uh Once again, they couldn't find anything specifically wrong with her. And so uh, she told them, she says, hey, I've been looking my symptoms up online. I think I have Addison's disease. And they kind of looked at her a little funny, like, uh, well, that's a very unusual condition. It's so rare that we've never even seen it in Denver before. But we can take some tests to find out." And so they did, and two days later, they come back and they told her, Brittany, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what you have. And so she had to tell the doctors what she had. And they had told her that her blood pressure was so low, it was the lowest blood pressure they had ever seen in a person that was still alive. So, she, they told her she'd almost passed away. And so, uh, the only thing they could do for this disease was give her steroids to supplement what her body wasn't producing naturally, the hormone cortisol. And so, she had a tough time with the steroids. Mm-hmm and she lived a very healthy lifestyle and she was into organic foods and exercise and she was just loved a healthy lifestyle and and she had a tough time uh, finding a balance with the steroids, the side effects, Mm -hmm. she said sometimes were worse than the disease itself. And so she found a balance she could live with between the side effects of the steroids and the disease that she, she could balance the symptoms and so she got another job in Denver that she liked and she was working one day and she messaged me and says dad I got one more place I want to add to our list we had 13 of the 20 done at this point
0: point." Mm-hmm.
1: and I says well well that sounds great I says I thought to myself, she must be feeling better if she's thinking about continuing our list that we'd put on hold until she felt uh, stronger and better. Mm-hmm. And so um, I said, sure, where is it? She goes, it's Sky Pond in Rocky Mountain National Park. I looked it up. I'd never heard of it. Mm-hmm. I looked it up. <laughs> it's clear at the top of the mountains where the snow never melts. (laughs) I says, okay, you must be feeling a lot better. And so I says, we'll have to go in July or August when the snow melts down. And so I started making plans to go, um, in late July around her birthday. And three weeks later, um, she got sick in the middle of the night and thought she could make it till morning and she passed away. Mm-hmm. And so I was obviously devastated. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that stood out for me, she was such an inspiring person, full of life and lived life to the fullest. The one thing that I was going to do was finish what we had started. We'd spent two years working on this list. And the one thing that was just clear as a bell to me was to finish what we had started. And that meant finishing the last seven places on the list and then going to Sky Pond. And so it it took me a year and a half to finish the last seven adventures because they were some extreme adventures, uh, high altitude climbs. Uh, I had to train for months to be able to make it. And so I made uh, three separate trips out to Colorado and I finished the list. And then in July of 2018, um, 12 of us, uh met out at Rocky Mountain National Park and we took her ashes, um the 10 hour hike up to Sky Pond and and left her at the place she personally requested to go. Yeah. And so it just felt to me like that's exactly what she would have wanted. And she and she said so specifically. And so it it was very physically demanding, but emotionally, for me, I had no doubt that I was going to finish uh, what we had started and uh, complete her 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 bucket list. And so, when I when people are asking me when I was training, and people are asking me like, "Well, what are you doing?" and I told them, and they're like. That is an amazing story. You should talk to the newspapers. Mm -hmm. And so I talked to my local newspaper and they didn't even call me back right away. And then, so I talked to the regional paper. They absolutely loved my story. It wasn't what happened to Brittany. It was the fact that I wasn't letting her passing stop what we had started. I was finishing this list and people said it was very inspirational so they they wrote a, st- a big full page story in the human interest section and nominated me for story of the year and they said I should talk to TV and when I did they did the same thing they did a five-minute special and uh, nominated me for their story of the year awards And so they said it was so good I should write a book. And so I spent a year and a half putting this book together and it really came out good. I'm real happy with it. The people that helped me were just amazing. And it was just like it was meant to be. And I'm so proud of it. I even made a video of our last adventure to Sky Pond and posted on YouTube, and the link is in the book, in the back of the book, so you can see our last adventure. Uh, She had a video production degree, and I wanted to honor her with a video, and it turned out great. I'm really proud. I'm proud of the book, but I'm super proud of the video because that's what she did, was she, she wanted to make videos. She wanted to go to Hollywood. And so my goal is to try to complete her goal of getting to Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And so I've submitted it to a movie producer, and they're reviewing it right now for a story. And it sounds very good. And so um, I'm anxious to hear back from what what they decide. So. that's that's my story. I, I can go into a lot more detail, whatever you'd like me to, but um, the book turned out great. I, I don't consider myself a great writer, but everybody has told me that it felt like they went right along with me on this journey. It's an amazing journey that we went on. The story, to me, is so inspirational what she did for me that i just want to share that in same inspiration that she gave to me and um if it helps anybody the way that i've been helped then um i'm really happy about that i'm i'm really excited that i could share the same inspiration but um Yeah, Yeah.
0: I was actually going to say that this book needs to be made into a movie because I could see it on a big screen or even a lifetime on a Hallmark movie because it's so touching. The whole story behind it is just touching. And the fact that you honored your daughter in so many ways.
1: Yeah, I, I felt like she was she showed appreciation for all her accomplishments. She accomplished more than my wife and I ever even imagined. And but she always knew that it was our support that that made that happen. And so she was just always appreciative of of everything. And it's just an amazing way to go through life, uh, acknowledging the gifts that we do have. There's a lot. Most of us take for granted just just uh, the things that we do have. And she she was so down-to-earth and so intelligent all at the same time. I had a heart of gold, and uh, I hope I captured that in the book. Uh, I never met anybody quite like her. She could walk into a room and lift the mood of the room just by walking into it. She yeah, had that yeah. effect.
0: It came she- in the book.
1: Well, thank you. I was, I poured my heart out into the book. um, Hoping that I could relay a lot of the same insights and inspirations that I've, that I've experienced.
0: Now let's talk about that final trip that where you left her there. Tell me about how you were feeling when you were going up that mountain and climbing and caring, knowing you're going to leave her there. I know it had to be very emotional.
1: Yeah, but she had no fear. She wasn't afraid to die. And that is, it's a, uh, kind of an emotion that I've never really seen anybody express quite like she did. If she had a fear, it was not being alive while you're here, mm-hmm. and so um, fear. I mean, dying just wasn't. That's we all gotta die. It's not. It's not. It's not that big of a unexpected thing that's gonna happen. But how we live is that is up to us and how we can make the most of it. That's where she was always focused on making the most out of life. And um, I miss that so much. But I know that that's exactly what she would have wanted when we went up that mountain that she she I just know that that was what she wanted and um, yeah, it was hard to leave her there, but it would have been worse not to, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I felt like then her wishes wouldn't have been fulfilled.
0: Yep. That makes total sense. Now you had some challenges before because didn't you try to climb, um, the, the mountain before and you couldn't because of some kind of weather, and then you had to wait.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Hanging Lake. And that is a great place for anybody that wants a really good adventure. Um, it's about a 1,000 foot, pretty steep uh, climb up up the side of a canyon. And uh, we had went there four times before, okay and it was either raining or it was crowded. There's not much parking there. It's a the side of a canyon. There's very little parking. When it fills up, you have to leave because it's a huge traffic jam. It's just one lane through there. And so uh, the four times that we tried before, um, yeah, it was either raining or it was full, and so, um, we just continued on our, to the next track. <laughs> and I uh, well, we'll get this. It'll happen, but, uh, so yeah. Talk, it,
0: talk about some of the challenges that you face besides the weather and it being full. You, did you have any physical challenges as well?
1: I was prepared for about anything that I could imagine living in Indiana uh we don't have the high altitude to practice on uh that was the worst the, the thin air at 10 or 11,000 feet the air gets very noticeably uh thin and uh far as the challenges I just emotionally I was so determined to complete this and um uh, I just made it, just willed it to happen, made it to happen. And I was, I had trained for months. I did a couple of miles every night after work and uh, I was in pretty good shape. I was probably (laughs) probably some of the best shape I've been in a really long time. And so um, it was the thin air was the worst challenge. When you run out of air, you're, you just can't catch up. And so, uh, but other than that, other than the thin air, uh, I anticipated all the, all the challenges pretty well.
0: Now, when you were setting about finishing her bucket list, did you have a timetable in mind? Did you want to get it done as quick as possible or?
1: Well, yes, but I wanted to get it done in a way that she Would I guess you could say, uh, want it done? Mm -hmm. There, there, I mean, you could try and do it all on one trip, but that that would I wouldn't? I didn't want to do a marathon, I wanted to enjoy each adventure, so we only did two or the most three on a trip. Um, to really enjoy each one, they were special and unique. And they were very inspiring, like um, almost nothing I've ever experienced.
0: Now, who came along with you for these trips?
1: Uh, After she passed away, my wife was with me on every one of the final seven. But on the one to Sky Pond, she stayed behind so my oldest daughter could go. She... uh, Camille has two boys, and so Marilyn was watching the boys, so the rest of us could go. Twelve of us went up the mountain, and um, a cousin, and our we had ex- German exchange student, and her fiancé, and a friend from college, and the rest of her family also went with us. They were excited and wanted to go, and I told them what we were doing, and they were like, absolutely want to go like okay <laughs> like so, more the merrier so um, was there
0: ever yeah. a time that you thought you couldn't um do it or you felt like giving up like it it was just impossible
1: no i i, I don't yeah it it was going to happen it just it's like a destiny to be fulfilled it, it's going to happen it's just a matter of how it happens. I never thought that it wouldn't. It was just clear as a bell to me what I needed to do, and uh, I was going to do what it took to get it done. It uh, no, there wasn't any doubt that I was going to finish. It's just it. It would feel terrible not finishing yeah. it. So.
0: So I guess you talk, could see yeah let's talk a little bit about Addison's disease what exactly is Here. that
1: um, your body doesn't produce cortisol which is a natural hormone I'm not a doctor that regulates a lot of the functions in your body and so if you don't have this certain things may not function the way they are supposed to function um, so if you do don't have enough cortisol, and cortisol is also a stress hormone, uh, you're susceptible to even stressful situations can make you sick because you don't have uh, what you need to deal with that stress. And so she had to live a lifestyle as stressless as possible. And um Addison's is a rare disease there's only one in a hundred thousand people that have this and the most famous person that's had it was John F Kennedy Mm -hmm. and uh, they didn't tell the public back in those days Uh, they didn't want him to to appear vulnerable in any way shape or form and so when he got sick, they just told the public he had just like a reoccurring cold. Mm. And so, but afterward, they did confirm that he did have Addison's disease.
0: Wow. I also love the fact that um, in the press release I got that you are actually a portion of the sale of each book is going to the National Adrenal Disease Foundation. And I love that. That's a way of giving back. Is that you think honoring Brittany's wishes as well?
1: Yeah, um, she felt all alone with this disease. When you go to the emergency room and your doctors and they said they've never seen it before, yeah, you, you don't feel very good because um, they don't have much experience with it. And so uh, the National Adrenal Disease Foundation s- helps support people with Addison's and they bring awareness to the medical community and others. What Addison is all about. It's exactly what she would have needed. um, when she did get it, Uh, she just felt like it was her problem and she's going to have to fix it herself. And that in itself became a burden.
0: So in a way her life story now is helping other people like she would in life help other people. Her, the story that you read about her now is helping. Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm continuing on uh, in the same spirit. She went through life an amazing uh, inspirational person to everyone. She touched. She she said she had hundreds of friends and we just kind of my wife and I just kind of like, well, uh, yeah, Facebook friends, you know, like they aren't real friends. We found out afterward, no, they were, they were real friends. And uh, it, the stories that we heard were just absolutely amazing. Um, it, it was hard to know that we lost that quality of a person, but it was also amazing to know that she touched that many lives. And she inspired me now to want to do that same type of thing you know, touch people's lives um, while you're here. Not, not, you know, remember you when you're gone. Like, no, live life to the fullest. Uh, figure out the, the the your priorities in life and just go for it. And just, um, you only get one life. Just live it to the fullest. You'll never have any regrets. And she, that's exactly what she did. And she left. A note behind. I don't know if you read that part to that effect. Yeah. And that was the most meaningful um, words that I've ever ever read in my life. That um, you could come to the end of your life and feel like that. To care about people that how am I want to say supported you and you still care about them even if you should pass away, how will it affect them? She prepared us actually. And so uh, I've never encountered anybody or ever heard of any situation where somebody went to that much bother to care about people's feelings even after that person passed away. I, I'm forever changed and touched by not just her life, but the way she conducted it. And yeah. she's been yeah. an example to me that uh, to, to be, to live life more like she did, a little more adventurous and a little more, uh, making connections with people you wouldn't expect or meet and having things in common that really touch people's lives.
0: So what so, what are you going to take after the book? If it gets to Hollywood, are you going to, how are you, how are you going to react? I mean, because you're following her wishes because she wanted to go to Hollywood. How do you think you're going to feel when you get that call saying we're going to make it? <laughs> I had
1: 32 years with her. The one thing that I've learned in those 32 years, I learned a lot of things, but when she put her mind to doing something, to accomplishing something, no matter what it was, and she always was moving forward, doing something to the next level, to the next um, adventure. Every time she put her mind to doing something, she made it happen. Just that determination and uh, insight of a better life, a bigger life, um, touching people's lives. She she always made that happen. And that's how she had so many friends. People were attracted to... uh, her, her insights, she could see things in people that they couldn't see in themselves. And she could bring it out in them, the best in, in people. She was really good at that. And that's what the world really needs is more people like that. Uh, the world would really be a, a better place uh, if we had more people that could see the best in us. And um, so I guess I could say, yeah, I wanna be more like that, more like she was.
0: Wow. Who do you think would play, could play her or play you in the movie if it does go into a movie? Hugh, do you have your cast of, yeah. I,
1: I've been asked that question and I've thought, Quite a while about it because she was even particular about like movies and things like that. She, she would, in books and stuff, she was very, like, uh, had very good opinions about stuff, very positive insights. I came to the conclusion they had asked me when I first submitted it to Hollywood if it gets to be a movie, who would you recommend for the leading roles? And I thought about Brittany's situation, some of the people that she had talk, talked about, who she liked and her uh, trying to do everything in her spirit. I, the one person that has the most similar positive outlook on, on things the, per, the one person that stood above the rest of the ones that I considered was Reese Witherspoon.
0: Yeah.
1: She has that million-dollar smile and that attitude to go with it, that if she wants to make something happen, she can. Mm-hmm. And like like I said earlier about walking into a room and lifting the mood, yeah, she's she's the one actor that kind of stands out to me. And I read her bio and it says that she only does roles that she personally believes in. She don't just do stuff, you know, for the money or or whatever. She has to personally believe in what she does. And so she stood out for Brittany and there's even some similarities. Um, But then it came to me and I, I, I haven't got a clue. I haven't got a clue. I I thought about it for a couple of days, and I I just never considered, you know, like being in a movie. I've n- never had that thought. And about two or three days into thinking about it, okay, I I, I think I know who. If somebody's going to play me, I think I know who it is. And Tom Hanks came up. Forrest Gump is my favorite movie, and he's one of my favorite actors. And he too is a very nice, they say he's a very good human being for an actor in Hollywood that he personally gets into the roles himself. And uh, we are exactly the same age. And so my dream team in a movie would be Reese Witherspoon. And Tom Hanks.
0: Wow, I wow. heard it here you guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, if it's gonna be a movie, I, I the story is so powerful, mm-hmm. and I hope that's the way it comes across—very powerful and positive—that I, that I feel like it needs A-list actors. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh They could look at it differently, but that's my opinion. If you want my opinion, that that's the two names that came up and I've stuck with them. I I just feel they would do a great job.
0: And, you know, as you were talking about Reese, I see that in how you described your daughter in the book. I can see her playing that role and I can see Tom Hanks playing you because as you describe your relationship with each other and how, like you said, she called you her best friend. And that's that goes a long way. There's a special bond between dads and daughters, for sure.
1: You know, I, I grew up with all boys, uh, brothers, in my family, and then I had two girls. I guess it was in with Brittany that I realized, you know, a father-daughter relation, how critically important it is. I just, I hadn't grown up around that kind of a relationship. But I just treated her the way I would want to be treated. I mean, that old simple philosophy. Um, and and it, she reciprocated. She was just, she wanted the relationship. She craved it. And uh, we were just in sync all the time. We could not talk to each other for two weeks and pick up the phone. Um, a lot of times I would just think about what she was doing and the phone would ring and it'd be her. I probably happened eight or 10 times. Uh, Just the second I like thought about what she was doing, the phone ring, it'd be her. And we would, I'd answer and I said, well, I'll just think about you. And she says, yeah, I'll just think about you. Like, (laughs) like that is amazing. I mean, that to have that kind of uh, being in sync like that is just amazing.
0: Now, are there any more plans to write any more books or is this the one off?
1: Um, I kind of thought about, uh, second book, um, the effects of, of, of everything that I've done, uh, the inspiration that I've tried to share and, and continuing on. But, um, I'm still, I'm still waiting on to, to hear what, you know, if, if this does go to the next level, I want to be there, uh. As of right now, I'm thinking about a second book, but I haven't. I'm not committed to it at this point.
0: So what is one thing that you can leave the viewers and the listeners with um, about Brittany, about her life? What's the one thing you learned from her?
1: I know it sounds cliche, but being in the moment, I never met anybody in the moment, like she was. She always made you feel special when you were around her. She went out of her way to make you feel special. And she was just full of life. She's just always had something going I never met anybody in my life that, um, that inspirational, I guess you could say, that you could just, you could talk to her if she had time. You she, you could talk all night about a subject. When we I moved her out to Colorado, we talked for two days straight, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like exciting. It was just she always made you feel special. If if everybody could do that, that we would have an incredible world. <laughs> I tell you, but i'm going to do my part so and if i can inspire others to to be in the moment enjoy the people that that you come in contact and and share your inspiration with them
0: and i thank you for writing this story because your daughter even though i didn't meet her in real life was an incredible person to go through and do all this and still have a bucket list and write that letter to you Knowing how you were going to hurt, I mean, I'm just, I'm welling up with tears right now because a lot of similarities to I had a sister that died when she was 27 of cancer and I can remember the relationship I had with her and the relationship my dad had with her. And we were like his, his, you know, it was like, there's four, four girls. So the older two were kind of like my mom's they kind of went with my mom everywhere. And then my sister and I always went with my dad everywhere. So I could see that. And i that's why it said it reminded me so much of the relationship I have with my dad. who is was now past. But I'm so thankful that this book got into my hands and I was able to read oh. it. It's such an inspiration. And I want to thank you for being on here today.
1: Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Okay, guys. Hope you have a great rest of your day. The book is called Free and Fearless. And I've got it scrolling on the bottom of the screen that, where you can get it on Amazon. So, have a great rest of your day, guys. And Phil, thank you again. You're welcome. Wow! Really, it that was an incredible love story between a father and a daughter. My heart just ached, and I was in tears as the interview was going through. To know that a dad who was in his seventies would actually go through and do and finish his daughter's bucket list—what such love! there. I asked him what were some of the things that we could learn from her life and here's what he told me. How precious life is and how we can affect the people around us. Think about the impact that you're putting on people. How an open mind and a positive attitude can inspire us to do things we never thought we could do and that's true because I never would have thought a year ago that I would have chats from the have them. How to move out of your comfort zone and into a challenging existence that can turn each day into an exciting gift to be explored. I definitely stepped out of my comfort zone when I started these chats from the blog cabin. And look at where I am now, almost to my 50th episode. Another lesson, how to not let fear control us and to use our abilities to seek unique, positive, and inspiring adventures. And to embrace change as a natural part of life. And finally, we won't be remembered by our things or our savings accounts, but by how we made other people feel. So I challenge you to stop and think about each day. Have you left a mark on somebody's life? Have you done something kind? Have you done something considerate? Have you stepped outside of your comfort zone? Are there regrets that you live, that you are living with right now? Then make up for those regrets. Remember, I have turned these Chats in the Blog Cabin into not only this podcast, but Facebook Lives and YouTube. So if you want to see the face behind the voice, go to YouTube, Chats from the Blog Cabin, and go to Facebook, Adventures of Frugal Mom. Thank you for being part of the Chats in the Blog Cabin family. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and to leave a rating or review because that really helps me. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Be blessed. And remember, keep chatting. Hey, y'all. If you know me in real life, you know that what you see is what you get. I'm pretty authentic, but you'll also hear me say how much I love supporting worthwhile causes and people. I feel like support, that's basically where you put your money, is the most powerful tool that the internet has to offer, and it gives you a voice to your dollars. The cool folks at Anchor have made a way for you to support your favorite podcasts, such as Chats from the Blog Cabin. If you're in the U.S., you can visit my podcast profile on desktop or mobile browser to give a little monetary support each month. Whatever you can afford, basically. If you do want to donate, it will be greatly appreciated. So go to my page, Chats from the Blog Cabin. You can find my page at anchor.fm backslash chats from the blog cabin. I'll do my best to pay it forward through content and giving back.